Go to, back to Isaiah 55, uh, and then if you'll also find Ecclesiastes chapter number 11, uh, Isaiah chapter number 55, Ecclesiastes chapter number 11, uh, that song, you know, waiting uh, for the Lord to move uh, sometimes is a difficult thing, most of the time is a difficult thing. We want, uh, we want what we want, and we want it now, uh, really, uh, when it comes right down to it. Uh, we don't have patience. We don't want to pray for it because we know the Bible says uh, that there's a trine of faith that comes along uh, with the development of patience uh, in our life. Uh, but, uh, but you never know when God is going to uh, do what God is going to do. And so we need to wait. Uh, it's also, um, uh, it's tempting to wonder uh, if uh, whether um, God is... Um, uh, going to come through uh, with some of the things that we, uh, we try to accomplish in our life. And, uh, and we just don't know. We don't know uh, when, uh, as we pray for someone to be saved, like we talked about today, um, we don't know if, uh, it, we know it's the Lord's will that He's not willing that any should perish. Uh, but when it comes to uh, people praying and asking God uh, to save them, uh, it's entirely their choice. And uh, and you have to listen to the Holy Spirit of God. And uh, we, have, we have folks in our services uh, all the time that, uh, that I know by their own testimony uh, are not saved. Uh, and um, uh, I know faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And, uh, and I just want people to be here uh, and under the preaching of God's Word. And, uh, and uh, just um, uh, there are people that we're praying for. Um, uh, you have folks that you're praying for to get saved. Uh, and the bottom, the bottom line is, is that, um, you know, we've got a witness to them. Uh, if we can't get them in church, we've got to share the gospel um, uh, to them uh, or with them uh, and pray uh, that God would do work. You sow the seed, uh, but you never know. Some, some plant, some water, uh, you just never know if there's going to be a soul winner that knocks on their door uh, or somebody that God would use. And, um, and, uh, and quite often, this isn't really the message, but... Uh, there are times where we don't witness uh, like we should uh, because our testimony isn't what it should be. Um, and, it, and, it, and it takes away from the message. We're inconsistent or we're hypocritical. Uh, and so we shy away from being a gospel witness um, for what it makes us look like uh, oftentimes. And one of the best things you could do, especially if you've got somebody that you know, love, that, uh, that needs the Lord... Uh, and you know that you've been uh, not, you haven't been a good uh, testimony to them, is to just say, you know, you know what, um, one of the things that I, I really want for you uh, is for, for you to be saved and to go to heaven. And I just want to apologize if my life, the things that I've said, the things that I've done, uh, have gotten in the way uh, of you making that decision in your life. So not only are you giving yourself an opportunity to make things right uh, with the Lord uh, and to reconcile those things with them, uh, but that might be exactly what they need to open up their hearts and minds to. God might use that. Again, God draws and uh, He saves. But uh, in Isaiah 55, and I don't want to re-preach uh, that whole passage, uh, but one of the things I didn't necessarily mention this morning uh, is that the promise... Uh, that we have uh, in from verses eight down through verse number eleven uh, is the the certain success of evangelistic labor. All right, God puts a, sets a promise to it. His word won't return on him void, 
Uh, and, uh, but we don't know what God is going to do uh, with, uh, with what we do, uh, with His Word as we share it. So as we read again, verse number 10, and, and I'm prefacing this because when we go to Ecclesiastes 11, you'll see similar uh, language. It says in verse 10, For as the rain cometh down, and the snow uh, from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void." But it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. Um, there are, uh, I would assume, safely assume with the Lord, uh, times where uh, His Word, uh, as it's presented, as we, as we share Scripture with people, um, He uses it for a number of different, different reasons. Uh, obviously, if it's uh, if he's convicting somebody uh, to be saved, you'll do that. But uh, but it also might be um, to convict of sin, uh, not necessarily under repentance, but uh, God has a purpose and a plan. It could be that uh, that God is uh, judging. Uh, it could be that uh, God is trying to send somebody a message. God could uh, through um, through His Word and preaching uh, cause uh, cause people who aren't even saved. God might use them uh, to accomplish His purpose. We see that in the Bible. Um, uh, there, God, could, God can move uh, as, as somebody could be in our service and hear a message on uh, faith promise missions giving and stuff, not even be saved, but God through His Word touch uh, them in, to give. Uh, and we've seen that. Uh, many, many times uh, in, uh, in the past. I remember uh, one person, uh, it, we were raising money for something in Racine, Wisconsin, uh, and uh, he stood up in the service. He goes, he goes I got $3,000 I'm going to give. Uh, people are like, hey, man. He goes, I didn't get it honest, but you can have it. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and so uh, pastor at times like, well, the devil had it long enough, uh, and uh, maybe uh, God can use it for his good. And, and, uh, and so, so we'll even uh, take money that uh, didn't come honest, I guess. I don't know. Uh, and, uh, uh, but, um, but something in the message influenced them. Uh, to give when they, they weren't part of the church or, uh, or um, necessarily saved uh, at all. So there is a promise, there is a certain success tied to God's word in evangelistic labor. Uh, when you don't see fruit, when you don't know what God is doing uh, in the hearts and lives of people, it's, it's difficult. Just like waiting on God uh, for him to come through in a, time of diff- uh, a difficult time, um, waiting on God... Uh, to save someone. Um, my mom, for example, she's probably watching. She watches all the time. Uh, but uh, I prayed for my mom for nine years. Uh, and, uh, or I mean longer than that, probably. Well, nine years, I think, uh, for her to get saved. And, um, and I wrote her letters. Uh, you know, I, um, she'd heard the gospel. Uh, and uh, she, she knew we we're trying to live for God um, in front of her as a family. Um, I'm, you know, in the ministry, on and on and on and on. Uh, but for all the times that I would witness, and, and by the way, there are times where, um, you know, uh, it, was, uh, it was difficult for me to share the gospel with my family for my own inconsistencies in my life as a teenager. Um, struggling with, uh, with all kinds of different things um, got in the way. Uh, but uh, in God's timing, uh, and at a Christmas cantata, which is 
which is why you ought to invite people uh, to those type of events, is that God nudged her in that Christmas cantata. And then I got to, to deal with her afterwards, uh, and she got saved. Uh, so um, you can get impatient and wonder if God's doing anything, uh, if he's working. Um, for those of you who work in trades or, uh, or uh, a type of uh, business vocation to where you're building things or uh, you can see from the beginning of the day to the end of the day where you've been, what you've done, you've, you've, you've plumbed something, you've wired something, you, you frame something in or whatever, um, you can, you can, there's something you can see at the end of the day to know that you have worked. In ministry, sometimes those things aren't as tangible. Uh, I, as a pastor, I wonder uh, sometimes if, 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 if I'm getting through. Uh, and, and as much as I want to remind myself that it's not my job necessarily to, to, uh, to do a lot of that, um, I still feel responsible uh, and wonder, God, um, you know, what are you doing? Uh, see a praise report from some church, and, and, uh, and, uh, and, I, and I even know the guy and think he's a knucklehead. And like, oh, so many people got saved and this happened or whatever. And I wonder, God, if you can use that knucklehead, uh, why can't you use me? And then the Holy Spirit goes, because you're a knucklehead too. Uh, and, uh, and so I think someone's a knucklehead. Somebody thinks I'm a knucklehead. But the thing is, is that when God blesses, we want that, but we don't necessarily see it. So there are times uh, when we catch a glimpse of what God is doing uh, and, uh, and we see God making um, a, a difference, uh, but there are other times where we don't see it. But that doesn't mean we should stop doing it. Right. And that's where we get into Ecclesiastes uh, chapter number 11. As I was praying about messages during Faith Promise Missions giving, uh, this is a passage where I've, I've, I've preached from uh, during those times in previous years. And, and I, in fact, uh, wanted to preach uh, from it during that because there's a, an application uh, of, uh, of casting seed corn or bread upon waters and trusting God by faith. Uh, when it comes to faith promise giving, the Bible says that we give uh, from what we have and, and not from what we don't have. The aspect of faith comes in from passages like this uh, to where, where we don't know um, what God is going to do, but we trust God anyhow uh, and we do it anyways. So there's an application uh, in chapter number 11 related to um, sowing, uh, sowing seed, the application made to our um, generous you know, benevolence and how we would, we would give and then God, God gives uh, when we, we don't expect it that we, by faith, we, we throw it out there. Uh, and, it's, and it's kind of a befuddling type of a passage because it's an agricultural illustration which God used all the time for people back then because everybody was involved in agriculture in one way or the other. Uh, and many people lived off what they... Uh, so it, it resonated. It would be like today, a pastor's, all the illustrations got to be about Twitter uh, and technology, and uh, and we lose brother Omni every time. Uh, but uh, but you know we got to do this. You know, speak like the world speaks, and uh, and uh, and give illustrations. Back then, it was agriculture. Uh, people understood. That's why uh, God used them. Uh, but it's not something that we can't understand. Uh, so as we read this passage of scripture, we find uh, a farmer uh, who is to sow. 
um, his seed, uh, and then he is to be generous in the sowing of that seed. In verse number two, give to a portion, uh, a portion to seven and also to eight. Uh, and, uh, and then and to do so uh, almost um, uh, in a way that is, it seems reckless when you think of the analogy. So when they say, cast thy bread upon the waters, uh, their commentators and people as they try to flesh out these verses and what they mean, uh, and they're talking about uh, the Nile River and, and other illustrations to where uh, there's times where uh, the water uh, would, you'd th- throw it out there and then the water would kind of recede or whatever and the seeds would plant in and it was a more nourishing process uh, and when it came to uh, their sowing uh, and, uh, and they would use that as the illustration. Uh, but they're to... to consistently do it, and to do it, uh, we read in Ecclesiastes where the Bible says there's a time to sow, there's a time to reap, there's a time for everything. But here we find a, uh, a, a farmer, if you will, uh, who is regarding the clouds uh, and, and, and wondering uh, when is the right time uh, to sow the seed, and is, this, is it the right time, is it the wrong time? Uh, and there's a lot of faith. One of the things I love about people who are, are, are farmers, uh, even today, uh, is, uh, is the, you know, they've got to, they have to trust God uh, with what they, with what they, what they're doing. Uh, and uh, I saw somebody, uh, you know, uh, the price of turkeys had gone up, uh, and so let's attack the turkey farmers. Uh, and so I saw all these news programs about, like, explain, you know, why, why is turkey prices, why are they so high? And they're like, well, the cost of feed is higher. The cost of transportation is higher, and, and on and on and on. It's almost like they want to say, you know what, uh, we told you that, that we have to pass uh, the cost of these things on to the customer. Uh, and, uh, but you people uh, don't understand that. And, uh, but I, I love uh, farmers, and I'm thankful uh, for what they do, uh, and, uh, and it saddens me. Uh, when uh, when people who, uh, who who live by faith get attacked, uh, and uh, uh, but again you talk about s- subsidies and uh, and all these different things, uh, but people um, who have to trust God for weather, in uh, in seasons, in in bugs not to attack, and all these different things, uh, they have a level of faith oftentimes that we don't have. Are there lost farmers? Yes. Uh, and, uh, and are there safe farmers? Absolutely. Uh, and it would probably do us all well, I've talked about this before, uh, to, to try a little bit of that. I want to do a little bit of gardening uh, and uh, keep talking myself out of it uh, every year because uh, uh, I have a hard enough time getting to my grass to mow it, uh, let alone get out there and pull weeds and whatnot. Uh, but I know this, that if I, if I got into that process, there's a lot of stuff in the Bible uh, that, uh, that would make a better sense um, having uh, attempted that. So uh, we have uh, that as uh, an, an application uh, in this passage of Scripture. Uh, but I want to kind of give us a different application tonight. Uh, and uh, not necessarily from a, um, a, a phil- you know, philanthropy, uh, g- generosity, uh, the idea of of being generous with, with finances, uh, as we would say with missions in, uh, in that. Uh, but when I see the phrase, cast thy bread upon the waters, 
Um, I like to look at it maybe from uh, a, a, uh, an idea of, of industry or uh, pr- prudence in industry uh, in a way to, to expand, uh, if you will, uh, with this agricultural type of, a, uh, of an illustration uh, in this way. There, there are some people who believe that uh, the image of casting bread uh, uh, referred to the sowing of seeds in floodplains. Uh, and, uh, but there are others who believe it had to do uh, with sending seed away and casting it upon waters uh, like those that would go out into the deep uh, to where you're sending it because it talks about uh, that it shall, you'll find it after many days that there's going to be a return, but the return isn't uh, immediate and you don't know when the return is going to be. You see, if you, ca- if you sow um, you know, corn, uh, you reap corn uh, and the law of sowing and reaping, uh, but you do, even though you don't know how God is going to do everything, you kind of know roundabout when you're going to have uh, crops. Uh, there's seasons for all those things. So uh, farmers didn't sow seed in the ground and then wonder if there's ever going to be a return. Uh, so I think the analogy goes out a little farther uh, into uh, being in, in industrious, if you will, or by faith sending those things out uh, in a kind of a bigger uh, fashion. Now, the application I want to make uh, tonight has to do with missions. Uh, it also has to do with our church as a whole uh, and in, in, in what, we're, what we're doing to reach people uh, with the gospel. Uh, a missions analogy that I make, that I teach other people, uh, as I talk about how I view uh, our missions um, program at Berean Baptist Church, and you've heard it before, uh, I say it is the, it's the spiritual portfolio of our church. Uh, now, I'm not a good gardener. I'm an even worse, um, you know, economic uh, student uh, when it comes to uh, some of this terminology. Uh, and uh, I don't have money in the stock market and all this different stuff. Uh, and uh, I just, I don't know, I wish I knew more about that, uh, which I don't, but I know some of the terms uh, in, in what, they, what they mean. Uh, and uh, so I want to apply them a little bit here uh, tonight with this. So let's read just a couple of verses here in chapter number 11. Again, verse 1 says, Cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. Give a portion to seven and also to eight, for thou knowest not what evil shall come upon the earth. The clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if the tree fall toward the south uh, or toward the north, uh, in the place where the tree falleth, there it shall be. He that observeth the wind shall not sow, and he that regardeth the clouds shall not reap. As thou knowest not what is the way of the Spirit, nor how the bones do grow in the womb of her that is with child, even so thou knowest not the works of God who maketh all. In the morning sow thy seed, and in the evening withhold not thine hand, for thou knowest not whither shall prosper either this or that, or whether they both shall be uh, alike good. Uh, so as I um, think about the gospel, as we talked about this morning, sharing the gospel with people, uh, we know that it's taking the word of God, um, the gospel message, uh, and it's sharing it with another individual. Uh, we live in a wonderful time to where uh, we have missionaries who, uh, who, uh, who put the word of God on thumb drives. Uh, 
uh, in, smuggle them into um, closed countries. Um, I like the ones who do the drones and fly them over and drop them in, and I, I totally want to do that uh, at some point. Uh, get a big drone. I want to see it get shot down uh, uh, over a communist country, uh, and uh, that's just me. Uh, and, uh, but I think that there are people who are very creative uh, in ways that they're getting the gospel to people. Um, when, when, uh, when people are raising money for uh, paper, rolls of paper, and it's expensive, uh, and with inflation and everything else, it's probably way more expensive now uh, than it was six months ago or a year ago, uh, but printing the Word of God. I saw uh, that uh, uh, the church and school where um, uh, Alexander Davis is going to just um, acquired uh, a, um, a printing ministry, a Bible publishing printing ministry uh, at, their, at their church, and I'll be out of, uh, of there. It's, there's a lot of ways uh, that people uh, get the gospel to people. Um, but we as a church are not doing all that we can do to do that. Um, we give to missions, uh, and we, we try to be a blessing to missionaries, uh, and we give to special projects and stuff, uh, but uh, the, the idea uh, of, uh, or the terminology uh, is um, uh, to diversify. Uh, so as this casting bread uh, upon the waters uh, is a, a way of, uh, of expanding as a church. I mentioned this morning, we're a global church. Uh, we're a local church, but a global church. We have to have a, uh, an eye or a heart for the whole world and get the gospel everywhere. But here's where we're at right now in 2021. Uh, we are we're risk averse. We are afraid uh, because of lack. Uh, we are, we're afraid because of, of the economy. Um, when it comes to faith promise giving, there are some people that might not have pledged because they don't know where the money is going to come from. Uh, they, they, they are scared uh, of the future. Um, they don't know. Every you turn around, people are like, "Oh, the stock market's going to crash, or uh, this is going to whatever the the bubble's going to burst on uh, on you know the housing market." And and there's every time something happens, uh, the world uh, and the devil is all about fear uh, and uh, and and just scare tactics. In fact, I saw somebody sent a video before I came in there, and it was like it looked like two aliens. Uh, like with a baby walking through this like lobby uh, somewhere and people are like, what is that? And uh, so, so it's like people are sharing videos of, of alien mom and dads uh, walking through lobbies of hotels or, uh, or whatever to get people scared and wondering about everything under the sun. Because if we can be filled with fear about everything, we don't, fear, fear will paralyze people. And the the reason local churches, our church and churches like ours, aren't doing more uh, is because we're afraid of risk. Now, when it comes to, um, I remember years ago when I worked for this company in Duluth and uh, and the people, they've since sold that company, but uh, there was a time where one of the owners bought, it was a BMW and, uh, and uh, uh, convertible, uh, and uh, in fact, uh, one of the only times I went golfing, 
um, was with missionary Brian Johnson, and we took that car and loaded clubs in it, barely you know fit in the convertible, and we went and we went golfing. Well, he golfed, and uh, you know I didn't do very well. And uh, but uh, but when when people are like, well, whose car is that? And I said, well, I told who the car. Like they thought it was terrible. Like how can how can they buy how can they buy a car, a brand new car when we're not getting paid what we should be getting paid? And you know what my answer to them was? If you want a brand new BMW, then you be the boss. You take the risk for that business. Uh, and, uh, you, know, the, the, you know, the payroll at that time when I was there, like every whatever two weeks was like $300,000 or whatever. Uh, and, uh, and so they're, they're, they're putting out quite every, every month uh, in, in salaries, uh, excess of a half a million dollars. And so if, when you're writing those checks and you want to buy a brand new car with, with your profits, then knock yourself out. Uh, but, but if, so the, the people who, um, who take the risk, uh, and, and they go out there and they start a business or whatever, off, they often reap, uh, the rewards of that. Um, sometimes they fail. Oftentimes they fail. Uh, but, they, but there's a risk-reward. Uh, and, and our lives in America have been built upon that. Uh, it's one of the reasons why um, I personally uh, haven't got the COVID vaccine. Uh, and, but it's also why I don't worry about you know, who I'm around and where I'm going and whether I'm going to... There's risk in life everywhere. And I'm just not gonna. I'm just not gonna shut up in my home, uh, and in 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 worry about it. And I pointed out even this last week that most of the people in our church that did that through COVID all got COVID. And uh, and so to me, it's like you know, think of all the services and all the fellowship and all the whatever that we've deprived ourselves of, and then still get it. So so risk we are we are afraid of risk in life in general, uh, and, it, and it shows up in our, in our church ministries. Um, well, we can't, we can't give to, uh, to missions, or we can't take on any missionaries. And when I say things like, well, if the money got really tight around here, we'll just pick up more just because. And they say, well, that doesn't make any sense. Well, it does biblically, Amen. you know, because God blesses that tight. It's not, it's not following the Bible, Principles on giving is never financially irresponsible, Amen. Uh, and and we we've got to we have to we have to take those risks. Now it says, "Cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days." God has promised that He will bless uh, the evangelistic labors uh, of a church. And it says, "Give a portion to seven and also to eight. So with this idea in mind. Of, of, of not knowing uh, what is going to, what evil shall fall upon the earth. Um, we recently have had missionaries come off the fields uh, in different places uh, for numbers of reasons. Some of those reasons, they can't, get, they, they can't get to the field, get back there because of uh, lockdowns. Um, or they, they can't minister uh, effectively where they are uh, because they can't have services or uh, or whatnot, um, had a we're having a missionary come in uh, on uh, the 19th, 
uh, a missionary to China. And I'm going to confess this. Uh, it's, I, I always answer missionaries when they, when they send me an inquiry, right? Uh, we're going to be in your area because one of the things, my pet peeves are when pastors ignore missionaries. Um, because missionaries, uh, pastors know a missionary wants to come present their ministry for possible support. And, and they don't want to give them support. So they ignore them. And, uh, and I don't want to be that way, so I always answer. But here's how I was answered. Well, I said, uh, um, if you're going to be out in our area uh, with somebody else, let me know. And then, and then, it's kind of, then I'm thinking, well, they're probably, you just don't, you're just not going through Seattle-Tacoma. All right. Well, and he says, well, uh, we don't have any other meetings in your area. And so I'm thinking, well, I don't want to say come out because if I say come out, then I feel like we're financially responsible to make sure they have their expenses paid on the way out. Um, because nobody, who wants to drive from wherever they are and spend all that money and time and hotels and whatever to get out to a place uh, to preach and present, not get picked up for support uh, and get a couple hundred dollar love offering that didn't even cover a quarter of the gas you know, to get out there. So for me, it's like, okay, if you're going to be in the area, I feel like, yeah, give us a call uh, because, uh, because I feel like um, we can share in those expenses if it's leveraged out through some churches. There's some um, stewardship involved in that, but that's not why. And, uh, and so he's like, oh, well, we're going to be in Montana. And, uh, and so that's pretty close. And I'm like, um, it really isn't close. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and so, uh, it, but basically long and short of it was, uh, they're coming. But the reason I didn't, I didn't want them to come initially through all of that had nothing to do with stewardship, had nothing to do with whatever. It had to do with, uh, with them going to China. And here's what I thought. I said, I, I felt in my heart, in my mind at the time, there's just, a, there's just way too many missionaries that are sitting in China not doing anything. And, uh, and so, so why would we bring in another missionary to China to take on for possible support? And, uh, and then I got under conviction because that's not, it's not what they do. As much as I want them to be, you know, active and involved and whatever, but it's like, you know, they're just going to go. They're just going to go to China and not be able to witness uh, and not be able to to be out with their services or whatever. And then and then I think about how we don't witness and and how how often we're not doing anything. You know how many preachers pull missionary support because there's not enough, you know, production uh, in their missionary letters. And those pastors aren't leading people to Christ. Their churches aren't seeing people saved. They're not being baptized. Are you following me? So it's, all, it's all excuses. Uh, and it's all not trusting God, not trusting the process. And so when I read, give a portion to seven and a portion to eight, for me, when I think of missions and missions giving, the spiritual portfolio of our church and diversifying, it's making sure that we're, we're sending money and missionaries uh, to this place where they, they're active uh, and, and it's open. Uh, and uh, there's, there's going to be times where there's, you know, 
a, a hurricane or a uh, or a, a volcano erupts and people got to evacuate where they are and come off the field. There's COVID. We just don't. We just don't know uh, what evil is going to be upon the earth. Um, you ever heard the expression "Don't put all your eggs in one basket"? Um, I, I never heard that as much as I, I did when my family and I were traveling back and forth uh, to Wisconsin in a car uh, for holidays. And, uh, and uh, my mom would be stressed out because all of her eggs were in one basket. Uh, kids and grandkids all in one wreck and, and, uh, and, and that, would be, that would be it. Uh, and, uh, but we as a church, we can't have all of our eggs in one basket either. Uh, and so, in its, in its not being so afraid, uh, the, the logic of this passage is, if, if, the, tree, if, the, clouds be full, if the clouds be full of rain, they're going to empty themselves. If a tree falls, if it falls to the south, if it falls to the north, wherever it fell, that's where it is. We just have to accept that there are going to be upheavals and downtrends and there's going to be pandemics, there are going to be natural disasters, uh, there are going to be um, times where, uh, where um, missionaries come off the field for health reasons. There's any number of reasons and we can't, we, we can't let the fear or the unknown keep us from sowing seed. Uh, and uh, and so we do more, and we and we send this. Uh, it always when somebody comes up and he says, "Why are we? Why are we? You know, we already got missionaries in Papua New Guinea. Why are we sending somebody else?" And uh, and and it just cause <laughs> uh, it's important, and people in Papua New Guinea to get need to get saved. And just like there's a church here, and there's one on Canyon, and there's one on 176, and there's one in Dupont or whatever, and, uh, and there's there's all kinds of churches. And the churches that we have in this area are way closer to one another than they are in places like Papua New Guinea. And uh, it's like you know we somehow think that a mission, one missionary is going to reach the whole country. And, uh, and but we just say stuff and we think things that that aren't true. So um, God is telling us not to be concerned about those particular things, but to have faith uh, and cast the bread upon waters uh, and send it out. And God says he's going to give a return to his word. We don't know when it's going to be. And we don't know if one ministry is going to be successful or another. Uh, we don't know, and it's really not up to us. Uh, and, and I try not to, um, obviously, um, decide whether as a church we're going to support a missionary or not support a missionary based on the activity we read uh, about in their prayer letters. Um, because if we base it on that criteria, um, it would be this. We have to apply that logic to churches and pastors uh, all all around around the world. Um, and uh, but here's here's what I'm all that to get to this part. Um, as a as your pastor, I obviously want to do more for missions. Uh, and uh, and part of doing more for missions, uh, I've mentioned things like um, like digging a well in Kenya. 
where we raise some money for some other churches or some other businesses, perhaps, that would give to something like that. Because people would, people would give to dig in a well in Kenya. Um, even, even unsaved people would give money uh, to that endeavor. But by digging uh, a borehole in Kenya, um, when they, the illustration is, if you're new here, I've said it before, when we came back from Kenya, uh, the, one, the church in Nakuru where I was at, they had a borehole uh, and they sold the water. So people all day long came with containers and they were buying water from that little uh, hut thing that was right outside the front entrance of their church. Uh, and, uh, and from... Uh, and from the proceeds that come from selling that water, uh, they, that church, I think that at that time was like 12,000 uh, U.S. dollars um, that, they would, that they had made the previous year that they gave to missions. And so, so uh, to me, I'm like, well, um, how much does the average person here make? Well, $2 a day, 200 shillings a day. And I'm like, well, if we could dig, if we could dig one well, uh, then then that would most likely support full time uh, ten missionary pastors, national pastors in Kenya. Uh, and um, but but it was like, oh well, we don't have the money, or it's it's too much this, or what if you what if you dig? Uh, like I was thinking of about you digging that well, right? You know, it's like the further you go, the more money it it, it costs. And uh, and I'm like, what about this village? And like, oh, that's that's at 200 meters, and that's the most expensive or whatever, uh, and that's going to be thirty thousand dollars to dig that well. And uh, and so um, so we just we don't take the risk. What if it's at hundred meters? Um, you know what? What you know? What if we if we gave thirty thousand uh, dollars to to uh, a ministry in Kenya, they'd spend it, build a building, do something. It would be gone. It's not like they would just uh, you know hoard it away, squirrel it away. They're going to spend it. And so, or how about this? What if uh, I'm just talking about? not having all of our eggs in one basket, trying to be creative and give a portion to seven and a portion to eight, uh, expanding uh, that, taking risk, getting the gospel out uh, to people. What if we, what if we took and, uh, and gave uh, um, some money to, that's they, they, hit the, they hit 200 meters. <laughs> all right. And uh, what, if we, what if we took some, some finances uh, and, uh, and I, I'm not talking about doing like, low interest loans or whatever, but let's say somebody, in, use Kenya as an example, um, to make, most people are like, they grow vegetables uh, or they make something and they would sell it on the street and they would support their family or like um, to make, again, $2 a day. Uh, and, but what if um, we could, um, if somebody wanted to get a, a trisha and, and have their own taxi you know, type of a service. Um, but they don't have the money to do that. Uh, yeah, there you go. And, uh, and then uh, what, if we, what if we funded that? Um, so now, now uh, a, a, a national pastor um, could support their family. It's, it's almost like, like um, microloans, if you've ever heard of that, uh, where people have uh, one illustrations where like, uh, like a lady in India was collecting um, hair from hairbrushes, 
uh, and uh, and it just it turned they they gave them money just a little bit of money which is like the 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 cost of a night out with your family and they started a, a successful business uh, and um, into where it is grown and it's expanded so um, maybe it's buying a uh, you know a coffee cart or a popcorn machine or a, or whatever to where. Um, we've just got to, we got to get the gospel to people. And if, if we're not going to pick up and go to Kenya, uh, and there's people over there that can serve and, and can go, but they need to, in order to support their family, they need $70 a month to live on. Uh, and uh, in, you can walk, you walk into Walmart or Safeway and throw that down every time you go in. But they can support their whole family for $70 a month. And um, I'm not saying that we give them $70 a month, but what if we make them um, able to support their family? I'm just saying it's, 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 being, um, it's, it's following this principle um, in taking the risk and getting out. We've just got to do more. The time is short. People need to be reached with the gospel. Uh, and we can't just sit back on our hands uh, because, because gas prices went up. And because, because some, we're regarding the clouds, uh, we're, we're, God says so, and, and, and uh, you, you reap. There's too much, there's too much um, waiting and watching. Like the, the Lord's coming back, and it could be any time. I just think we have too much waiting and watching and enough, not enough sowing and reaping. Uh, and so I, I, I'm going to be challenging our church uh, to be able to do more things like that. And maybe one of those ideas uh, might be, you know, wild. And we just don't, we just don't know if that's going to work out. Um, okay. Um, we can just do nothing. And, and we can do that too. But what if, but what if, what if it works out? Uh, what, if, what if they hit water? Uh, and, uh, and, and there's, there's 10 churches that are started uh, because, because there are 10 families uh, that don't have to sell potatoes on the side of the street to live. They can, they can just give 100% of their time uh, to, uh, to those church plants that are there. I was burdened for one, uh, I was in one village, uh, and uh, we went out there. I had pictures, I think. Uh, some of you may have seen it, and uh, it was with the pastor. And uh, so we went out to where, uh, like, uh, we first went to their home. Uh, and, uh, and it was, you know, it, it basically, the, you know, the worst shacks on your property that you're worrying about, wondering if you should just knock it down or not. That's what they lived in. And we, we went in there, and they've got, you got chickens, and, you know, their agriculture, they grow stuff, and they barter, and they sell things, sell eggs. Uh, and um, and they're, 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 they lived in one kind of room, uh, and when we were in there, we were all sitting on, they had a couch and some chairs, we're all in there, and at night, they push things to the side or lay on things, it was all, all, all in there, and it's like, well, let's go, over, let's go over to the church. So we went a little up the way here and, uh, to the church building, and, and it, was, it was literally, you walk in there, it's just, it's dirt, um, you can't, there's, there's not, I mean, it's going to leak, uh, and they're, they're, the seats are, 
um, you know, uh, you know, benches. They're all rickety or whatever. You probably get slivers every time you stand up, sit down, uh, and for the thing. And it was just, it was basically like a barn um, with with no structural integrity, nothing. And and now they loved it. It it was like sometimes when you're in developing countries, um, they they know that they're poor, but they don't know that they're poor. Uh, and, um, and so they're grateful for what they have. Um, but that guy it was one of the workingest guys that I've ever seen to try to support their family or whatever. And, uh, and I'm like, can we, what if they had a borehole out in this village? There wasn't, I didn't see any. And uh, it's not, it's, you know, waters, you know, what if, and they're like, ah, oh, I don't know. Um, and the guy who drills it in the, the main church, like that, ah, it might be, it might be a pretty, uh, you know, ballpark figure. What? And he said, again, he said thirty thousand dollars. And um, and I thought, boy, that's nothing in in our economy to accomplish that. And um, so um, I want us to diversify. <laughs> uh, I want us uh, to to not. Um, I want us to be spiritual venture capitalists to a certain degree, of course, not being silly and whatever and being a good steward, um, but there might be some ways for us to help people uh, that are outside of the box, if you will, and it's not just, uh, I had made a commitment to the Lord um, a while ago um, to not support national pastors with monthly support, and here's why. Um, because when national pastors get American dollars, they, their temptation is to live like Americans. So when we get national pastors that come to America and they're raising support, uh, when, the people, when the people in their church live on $2 a day and, and they're, they're bringing in $2,000 a month uh, in, in support or greater, you follow me? It just, to me, it doesn't compute. And I just don't want to be involved with that. But I'd be more than happy um, to give them an opportunity to earn money uh, and support their families. Um, and it would be like no sweat off our backs. Um, you know, um, and there are all kinds of creative ways in order to do that. And so um, this is about giving and us and, and, the, and trusting God and by faith. But I think it's beyond that. I think it's as a church we can embrace uh, these principles and, uh, and just uh, trust God and live by faith and do greater things um, for the cause of Christ. Uh, and uh, will they all work out? No. Will some of them? Yes. Uh, and uh, I, just, I just feel like um, we, uh, we, we're not doing enough. Uh, so people say this great church and this and that, whatever. That's great, uh, but but I I feel like we can do more, uh, and uh, with our missions funds uh, or doing something special uh, for the cause of Christ, and who knows what God will do. And so, we'll be challenging us more about that uh, in the future. Don't be afraid, uh, and not, it's not going to be something weird. Uh, and uh, or um, but but it might be it might be something. Different, and uh, and uh, and you know, and people go, you know what? That that might work. Well, let's see. 
uh, and uh, you know, um, and if we, you know, we we've bought motorcycles for missionaries before, uh, and uh, not to make a promise to them now, don't give this away for at least two years, uh, and uh, you ride it and have your family, whatever, uh, and uh, and I got to check. I, it's been a, a little while, and, and Bob and Mary Johnson aren't there, and they're in heaven. Um, but we've done stuff like this uh, in the past, and I want to do more of it in the future. Let's all stand tonight, and, uh, and uh, there's an application for us in Faith Promise Missions Giving to trust God by faith, and to do that, perhaps you haven't uh, decided what uh, you're going to do along those lines. Uh, it could be that God's, uh, God's burdened you in, in similar ways to, to do more uh, that are outside of the body. I'd like to know what your thoughts are and, uh, and you know, what you're thinking uh, and, uh, and, and please understand the analogy and, uh, and uh, the spiritual portfolio and, the, uh, uh, and uh, spreading uh, the things out, doing more. Uh, we've got to have more irons in the fire. We've got to be printing, getting Bibles printed, and we've got to be, uh, you know, doing this and doing that. We just need to do more. Uh, and uh, and uh, that's also going to tie into some things that we're going to be doing uh, this next year.